give me a couple minutes before you reserve your, reserve your judgment for a couple minutes, okay? It's called what to wear and what not to wear. <laughs> I knew you would, Lonnie. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I never looked at anybody. Really, no. Has nothing to do with your physical clothes, though. I want to say that, okay? It has nothing to do with your physical clothes. Okay, so that first verse I was saying is John 11:44. Kalani uses it a lot. Um, now, Mama Beth, your uh, your phone's going to be recorded. Uh, the man who had died came forth, bound hand and foot with wrappings, and his face, uh, yeah, was wrapped around with a cloth. Jesus said to them, "Unbind him and let him go." I'm going to read it in one other version just so you guys can. So it says, he who was dead, this is the modern English version, came out his hands and feet wrapped with grave clothes and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to him, to them, unbind him and let him go. Now, if you heard Connie talk about this before, it has to do with the fact that this guy was raised from the dead. Like those who believe in Jesus Christ are raised to newness of life in him. But he still had grave clothes on. So first of all, it says he walked out. So he must have been like, you know because he's got all these grave clothes on, right? And unfortunately, we see a lot of that happen in the Christian walk, right? You see people walking like, oh, uh, uh, like, it's like, like they're not living in victory. And the problem with that is that sometimes we kept on the clothes that we were wearing before. And I don't mean, you know, I'm talking about the grave clothes, the, the clothes of death that represent the death that you already died in Christ Jesus and you're already alive in, in him now. So um, you know, I won't expand too much on that yet. But just let Holy Spirit speak to you, and I'm going to read some more verses, and uh, we'll see what you what you get from that. The next one is Zechariah 3, 4. And because that's in the Old Testament, I might have to cheat. Zechariah 3, 4. No, I don't have to, but that was on the recording, so now they think I cheated. But really, I found it. For prophets, let me make sure I'm reading the right one just because if I say something crazy, then you're going to be like, what? Someone's already saying, what? Um, hmm, that does not seem. Oh, you know why? Because I didn't find Zechariah, I found Zephaniah. But in Zechariah 3 4, it says, And he said to those standing before him, Take off his filthy garments. Then he said, See that I have removed from you your iniquity, and I will clothe you with rich robes. And iniquity is um, wrong, not necessarily wrongdoing, the, but the propensity to do wrong, right? So what God's saying is here is that he, he's the one who takes away the bad and gives you the good, gives you good robes of righteousness to put on. Um, he says he will clothe you in rich robes, Okay. Um, first thing, that's the first thing I want to mention here is that when Jesus rose the guy from the dead and he said unbind him, he told other people to take it off, right? He told other people to take the gra grave clothes off the guy that was wearing them because he's all tied up, right? Then the other thing is, so that's where people come in, in uh, come into our lives, right? Because we are babies when we first become Christians and we don't know what's what and somebody helps us. Somebody takes off the grave clothes and tells us, hey, you know what, you're new. Hey, you know what? God has given you life and life abundantly. You don't have to live like you used to live. You don't have to live in defeat, anxiety, fear, worry, because God has set you free. 
And that's kind of like them just taking those, those grave clothes off of us um, so we can walk normal and don't have to hobble. Um, and then here, God says, um, like we just read, take off his filthy garments. Then he said, see that I have removed from you. So he says he's already have removed from you the bad stuff, right, in past tense. But then he told them to, t- to take it off of him, right? So what does that mean? So um, just like with the dead guy, he was alive. He was alive. But sometimes you bring with you the old death. And so that's why you had to take him off, right? So there's a, the part that, that the people around you can play is take off that, help you to know who you are, right? Take off that old thing that, wasn't, that isn't you anymore because that old thing has passed away and you're now new. If you're in Jesus Christ, if you put your faith in him, and it's as easy as saying, you know what, Jesus Christ, I trust you that you are my Lord and my Savior, that you died for me, that you rose again so that I could be free. Um, Isaiah 61.10 is the next verse I want to use. And uh, <coughs> there's, there's new, peop- new people here. Don't worry. It's almost, I'm so quick, okay? You don't have to worry about being here for an hour or change your afternoon appointments. We're good. We'll be done quickly. Um, not that I think it's necessarily a virtue, but I want everybody to still be awake by the time I finish, okay? Um, I'm trying to find it. Sorry. Physical paper. <laughs> so woke these days. So 6110. 6110, Isaiah 6110. I will rejoice greatly in the Lord. My soul will exalt in my God, for he has clothed me. He has clothed me, right, with garments of salvation. He has wrapped me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, as a bride adorns herself with jewels. So those last parts, uh, um, we don't do that so much in our culture, but I guess we kind of do, right? Tuck, you know, stuff, but we dress up. When we get married, we dress up, right? The, the lady dresses up, the man dresses up. Um, God's saying he's giving you the clothes, um, the beautiful garments um, of righteousness and purity, and they're lovely, right? Talking about jewels and ornaments. The the other um, version says it like this. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord my soul. Oh, sorry. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he has clothed me with garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments and a bride adorns herself with jewels. So God's given you the clothes. God's given you the righteousness, the salvation, because he loves you. He loved you when you did not love him. He loved you even if you still didn't love him. He still loved you. His love is not dependent on your love. Okay, He doesn't say, We've experienced that with, with, with humans, right? If we're, sh- if we're showing them love, they can show us love. Uh, but if we're not showing them what love, either we're not showing them love or they believe we're not showing them love, then they don't show us love or love us back, right? Sometimes that happens. I've heard. I don't know if it's ever happened to me personally. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, it happens, right? So, But God's not like that. God loves you regardless. If you never loved him, if you never chose him, if you never accepted him, he chose you, he accepted you, and he loved you. And he wants you to be free. That's why he pursues you. That's why if you feel his tug on your heart in certain times, it's because of that love. It's not because of condemnation or um, 
sometimes is guilt. If you are feeling a bunch of guilt and stuff like that, there's another one who does that, and that's not God. He'll, he'll show you how you can grow and be better, but he's not going to condemn you in any way, okay? Um, the next verse I want to look at is Ephesians 4, 22. And when I say be better, God has made you completely new, but sometimes we're not walking in it, right? So he wants us to walk in the fullness for our sake, right, for our sake. If we're walking in the fullness of God, oh, man, life is easy. We don't have to jump in on and off the emotional roller coaster. You don't have to hate somebody today and love them tomorrow. You can just love them all the time. You just love them all the time. Um, and then I said Ephesians, right? Yeah, Ephesians 4.22. Let's, let's say amen to that. Amen, Lonnie said. Thanks, Lonnie. <laughs> anyway, I'll go Ephesians 4.22. Um, and then I guess I put this in a weird sentence way, but that you put off the former way of life and the old nature, which is corrupt according to this deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new nature, which was created according to God in righteousness and true holiness. I need to end that verse. So, so what I'm saying, wanting to point out to you guys is that God gave you the clothes. It's not like you have to go shopping for them. It's not like they're lost. They're yours. But you just have to put them on, right? It says put them on. So put on. You already have righteousness. Put it on, right? You already have it. It's yours. It's your free gift from God. You already have salvation. Put it on. So that's a, a, a main part that I wanted to say. So now all the guys that were, well, maybe I shouldn't go that far. Anyway, we're not talking about physical dress here. I, I'm sure you guys understand that by now, okay? We're talking about putting on what God has given you. God has given you beautiful, wonderful things. Um, <coughs> imagine if somebody gave you the most expensive, beautiful uh, diamond necklace and you just never wore it. You let it sit on the shelf. And sometimes that happens because people are afraid, well, what if I, if I lose it? It's worth so much, right? But this is something you cannot lose. God has given it to you and he's the one who keeps it for you, right? He said, I, that the Father, Jesus said, the Father has given me all the, all the ones that the Father has given me I will not lose because God holds them. Um, and, and that's a paraphrase. Somebody wants to look up the actual quote. You can read it. Um, but God just wants you to wear all the good stuff he gave you, right? He just wants you to wear it so you can live in peace, so you can live in righteousness, so you can live in all the good things he's given you. Not because you have to try to work something up like, I got to be good today. I got to do my good day, uh, deed for the day. I got to do this, that. You know what? If you put on the righteousness of God, that's going to flow out. You're going to be good, and it's not going to feel like nothing. It's not going to feel like like if you see, and I used this uh, illustration before, but I love it. It's, to me, it's awesome. Like if you have a garden and you see um, the fruits coming off of uh, trees or, 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 or plants, the, the you don't see the tree going like this. Pow, there's a fruit, right? And I got that from Pastor Mike. <laughs> it's not like the tree's trying its best, you know, like, and it's a constipated tree or whatever, you know. It just bears fruit. So that's why I say when you have the righteousness of God on you, you bear good fruit. You do good things. That's who you are. And sometimes the reason why we're doing things that are not necessarily so good or we, we, we lose our way or we, we make wrong choices is because we forgot to put on the righteousness of God, right? That's ours. We forgot. We thought we were something we were not. We thought we were that God or anybody else valued us according to what we do. That's not the case. You're not what you do. You're what he made you. And that produces good, good things, right? It produces good things. But don't forget who he has made you to be and put on 
those clothes. Sometimes we just resettle for rags because we think that's all we deserve, right? We're like, I walk this way. I've been this way. Um, I've done these things. I don't really deserve to put anything on but rags. But that's not what God has purchased for you. He's purchased for you awesome, wonderful, mighty things. Put them on. Put them on. Okay? So then I want to go to... Um, and when I say that, if anybody's confused about that, I believe that the Holy Spirit's talking to each and every one of your hearts, and you know what I say when I say put it on. But it's just be conscious of who you are. Understand that God has made you new. All things are new. All things are passed away. And enjoy that. Live free in that. Live free in that. Because that's the freedom you have in him. You're free to be perfect because he is perfect and he's in you. Um, and it's him that does the work. You don't have to do it yourself. Just rest. Just rest in the work that he's already done. Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. <coughs> finally, my brothers. And I put this at the last because it says, finally, my brothers. You can say, finally, we're almost there, okay? Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to resist in the evil day. Now, I wanted to stop there for just a second because people are always talking about doom and gloom. And this said that you may be able to resist in the evil day. Not days, not years, centuries, months. It just says in the evil day. And when it talks about, if you notice in the Bible, and I didn't, I didn't come up with this. I heard it from somebody else today, Joseph Prince, I believe. Um, when it talks about the good days of God, it talks about days, plural. And when it talks about the evil day, it says day. So if you let the Holy Spirit talk to you about what that means to me, it means that evil times are short, right? Just like the Bible says, sorrow may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning, right? And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your waist girded with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having your feet fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to extinguish all the fiery arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit always with all kinds of prayer and supplication. To that end, be alert with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. What I wanted to point out with this one is that um, if we're like, hey, I want to put on what God gave me, but I don't know all what it is. Well, this is describing it, right? He describes all the things we have that God gave us salvation, righteousness, um, and all the things, the, 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 sword, the shield of faith. So um, the shield of faith means you have a shield, right? So there's a lot of things that can come at you. Uh, because God is good and days are mainly good does not mean that there is not one evil day. If there is an evil day and if it comes or something's flung at you, you have a, fa a shield of faith to put it up with, right? Or you can, I mean, I've seen a lot of people just try to catch it with a case that it's better to put the shield of faith, in my opinion, all right? And you hold that up by just trusting in what God has done for you and who you are and what he's made you and how God will never leave you or forsake you. It does not matter. That's why it says in the Bible that um, nothing can separate you from his love, right? Nothing. Height, debt, nothing. So the only one who can say, the only one who can decide that God's goodness is not in your life is you if you say no to him. 
As far as he's concerned, he's already said yes to you, right? So you can say, yes, God, yes, I'll take what you got for me. I'll take uh, glory, riches, and honor, and health because you have bought it with a price. Because you were poor, I am rich, right? Because that's what Jesus said. Um, so that's all I have unless you guys have a question or anything like that you want me to answer or, or add something, huh? Yes, I do. Um, just to be with that, Mom, what I'll do is um, I'm going to get all the verses right now in just a second right now. And um, I'll put those into the WhatsApp church group so you'll have them. Um, I almost tried to put a voice recording in there, which would be very bad. There you go. Okay. All right. Love you guys. Be blessed. Yeah, thanks for coming. You're welcome. We needed because we couldn't go.